you know, I believe working from home is here to stay in some shape or form. The Chinese symbol for crisis also means opportunity. And I believe now there's a tremendous opportunity for organizations to build on what they've learned already about remote working and to leverage that for the benefit of their people and for their organization. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. There's no doubt that the world of work has changed enormously over the past 18 months. COVID has brought about a blurring of boundaries. And for many people, the experience has been they've never been at work, but never been away from work. And, you know, it's harder than ever to now switch off from the busyness of life physically, mentally and emotionally. Working from home has equated to living from work for some people with blurring of boundaries between work life, home life, social life. And research has found that, you know, more than one in five people have real difficulty unplugging whereby their downtime feels non-restorative. They find it hard to recharge from stress amped up by feelings of loneliness, disconnection, isolation, having difficulty staying motivated. And when you add in on top of that worries and concerns about job performance, job security, job stability, isolation from the office, which can reduce perceptions of trust and confidence and home ergonomic issues, if they are suboptimal, can also increase physical discomfort and ramp up feelings of toxic stress. And all of this can impact negatively on your mood, on your energy, on your vitality, your sleep quality, your overall sense of who you are. It's not surprising, really, when asked about the downsides of working from home, that almost one in two people will say that their biggest challenge is the negative impact on their well-being. And what's interesting is that research from the United States has shown that before COVID, about 11% of American adults would have experienced anxiety or depression in any given year. And this has increased to 42% since the COVID pandemic. So there's been a huge increase in, in mental health issues. And on top of that, there's a growing risk of burnout from working from home. By that, I mean feelings of emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and, and or a lack of personal accomplishment. And having said all that, you know, there's no doubt that many people have found the experience of working from home to be a really positive one in terms of more flexibility, freedom, perhaps to spend more time with family and exercise, you know, life-work balance. And in my medical practice with patients, I can see that as time has gone on, people have by and large adapted to working from home becoming the new normal. And this is hedonic adaptation in action, the psychological principle that, that means that we have an inbuilt resilience capability. We are, we are able to adapt to our circumstances. It's a great survival tool that we have as human beings. 
And fast forward now 18 months, we are now contemplating return to the workplace. It's on the horizon. And I think one of the most important things to say is that as human beings, we all have blind spots. Uh, you know, we see the world less as it is and more as we are ourselves. In other words, we're all subject to what's known as cognitive bias. And a very well-known form of cognitive bias is what's called the false consensus effect. And this is a belief that everyone else on your team will see things the same way as you, which of course is not true at all because we all see things differently. So the best way to uncover blind spots and disarm the false consensus effect is to look at the data, to look objectively at the evidence. And, you know, that is why looking at the recent surveys on post-pandemic remote work is so interesting. So I just want to share with you the findings of a recent meta-analysis of many different uh, surveys. And it has throws up some really interesting findings. Firstly, more than 60% of all employees who worked from home during the pandemic, they want to continue to work remotely at least 50% of the time or more. In fact, 20% want to work remotely full-time. 40% say they would leave their current job unless they have a significant opportunity to work from home remotely at least two or three days a week. Secondly, more than three quarters or 75% of employees feel they'll be happier, more engaged, less stressed, with more work-life balance if they can work remotely two or three days a week. People are more productive working from home. A recent study that caught my eye was a study of more than 800 employers who found that the vast majority, in fact, 94% said the productivity of their people had either been maintained or increased during the COVID pandemic. More than 40% of employees have concerns about their career progression, their career prospects, their career development, if they work at home as opposed to those work colleagues who don't. In fact, 60% or more feel that the biggest challenge to working from home going forward are issues around communication, particularly poor quality virtual communication. On top of that, more than 50% of employees feel overworked, as I mentioned, burned out. More than three quarters or 75% want fewer online meetings. And, and this really caught my eye, more than a quarter, more than 25% plan to leave their job post-pandemic, especially if the company culture was rated by them as being a C grade or lower. And, you know, for me, this highlights the importance of a culture of trust, authentic value-led organizations that choose to exercise empathy, integrity, and trust organizations that create psychological safety and a culture where well-being is truly valued. And I believe these are the environments, the workplace environments that are so important nowadays for organizational sustainability because they provide the opportunity for work that's aligned with purpose and values. If you're a leader who recognizes, particularly since COVID-19, that living with vitality and building a more resilient mind matter now more than ever for you and your team, then this podcast is for you. For further details, visit drmarkrow.com. Going back to the office is going to be a challenge. And from an organizational point of view, the opportunity is to be proactive and responsive to the emerging challenges 
that COVID is posing to the well-being of your people. And I'm a great believer in this very simple idea that actions speak louder than words. And by that, I mean that this, from an employment perspective, is an opportunity to demonstrate that you value your people by enhancing your well-being offerings, your emotional mental health, well-being program offerings to your people. And, you know, doing that can bring significant long-term dividends in terms of engagement, in terms of loyalty, in terms of employee retention. In fact, the World Health Organization estimates that every dollar invested in treating common mental health issues results in $4 earned back in terms of improvements to employee health and productivity. And I just want to mention my Vitality Mark program, which I think is a really good example of a well-being program for people that can really enable them, as I say, to live with more vitality. Research in the University of Chicago has provided even more evidence of why working from home is likely to last going forwards. And firstly, they highlight how working from home has been normalized. You know, the, the, the sort of the stigma of working from home is long gone and it's, it's, it's accepted now as part of the new normal. As secondly, there has been investment on both sides. Employees on average have invested over $600 and 14 hours of their time getting their home fit for purpose in terms of working from home. And from an organizational point of view, there's been investment in equipment and so on. On top of that, remote technology has improved. So all sides are more invested in remote working as a sustainable tool going forward. And thirdly, they've highlighted that the experience overall has been more positive than anyone could have anticipated or predicted. And remember that the lines between the before COVID pandemic and the after are still blurred. And, you know, some sort of pre-COVID normality, uh, a return to that is going to take time. And nobody really knows how long it's going to take. There's certainly going to be speed bumps along the way. You know, nobody has all the answers. This is a gradual process. We're feeling our way one step at a time. And of course, there are different levels of risk different timelines for different organizations. And perhaps it's best to see this as a path of progress, like a transition to keep moving forward on, as opposed to, you know, simply turning on the light to a post-COVID world. So, you know, I believe working from home is here to stay in some shape or form. The Chinese symbol for crisis also means opportunity. And I believe now there's a tremendous opportunity for organizations to build on what they've learned already about remote working and to leverage that for the benefit of their people and for their organization. And I believe this requires an open mindset, a mindset that's open to change, a mindset that's open to uncertainty, open to not knowing, open to experimenting a little. And in this context, you know, well-being programs have never been more important to support people through this change. This is where Vitality Mark, I believe, can make a real difference. So as an employer, I believe it's important to listen to your people, learn from the experience of others, look at the data, uncover your blind spots, leverage the talent available, lead with authentic values. Actions speak louder than words. You have an opportunity to 
reimagine and redesign the status quo of work. And I believe it's so important to stay a learning organization throughout this time of unprecedented change. Lead with empathy, lead with trust, lead with integrity, create environments of psychological safety, building and empowering your team members. The employee experience is now key to decision making more than ever before. We are all unique and people's needs will change depending on the person, the project, the time. Working from home and a hybrid model of working, perhaps, is a great way to optimize flexibility and choice, especially when enabled by technology, supporting a more holistic, inclusive experience, irrespective of whether you're in or out of the office. And of course, as an employee, it's so important to take steps to support your own self-care. I call it radical self-care to emphasize just how important during this challenging time it is to take good care of yourself, not just to recharge from the chronic low-grade stress that we're all subject to, but to build resilience and support you to be ready for whatever comes next. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.